0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Lawrence Taylor speaking, and this is Reflection on the Scripture. Today, I'd like to turn our attention to the book of Revelation. And in chapter 7, I'm going to read some passages for you, beginning at verse 9. It says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count. From every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the and worship God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they and where have they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones who come out of great tribulation and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of Lamb." It's uh, important to know that what we have in Revelation chapters 4 through 7 is a heavenly scene. Well, and that's the way the book of Revelation unfolds. You have an earthly scene, you have a heavenly scene. Earthly scene, a heavenly scene. So in uh, chapter uh, six, uh, well, for instance, uh, we have uh, the seal, the continuation of the seal judgments. Uh, and then we have the um earthly scene of uh, God, and then also in chapter uh, 6, we have a heavenly scene, especially with the uh, fifth seal, because when the fifth seal is open, uh, it tells us in verse 9, when the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had manifested. Well, this is a heavenly scene. Then we go back to Earth with the sixth seal because it says, I looked when he broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth made of hair. The whole moon became like blood. The stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe figs uh, when shaken by a great wind. So here we have an earthly scene. And then when we get to uh, chapter seven, we have again a heavenly scene. In the portion that we look, we're looking at beginning at verse 9. It says, After these things, I looked and behold a great multitude. Well, this is a heavenly scene. So the Re- book of Revelation goes back from earth to heaven, earth to heaven, or from heaven to earth, heaven to earth. But look what John saw. First, he uh, saw a number of a special group of men, 144,000. And these are not Jehovah's Witnesses. Let me just be clear. one hundred forty-four, not Jehovah's Witnesses. These are Jews. It even names the tribes where they're from. Uh, and they're special witnesses for God, well, we will see them again in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. However, after that scene, note this multitude. Here, from verses four through eight, you have Jews. And then, beginning at verse nine, you have a multitude from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne. So, again, this is. The heavenly scene you have this throng of people innumerable they could not be counted uh, and the number he doesn't give us a number like he did with 144,000 and who are these these are people from the gentile nations who have been witness to and have responded positively to that witness during the period of the great tribulation and as a result of their faith. They were martyred. They were put to death. Now their souls are in heaven before the throne and they are praising God day and night. But note this heavenly picture. It is of a mixed group. Diversity. That's the point I want to uh, point out. Diversity. In the world that we are living in, Racial harmony continued to elude. Uh, we, we continue uh, to um, uh, not be able to uh, reconcile these different groups. We, we just um, grow further and further apart. Now, you might not know this, but, uh, and of course, all the young people would know Twitter is no longer Twitter. Uh, it's now X. Uh, and my producer's uh, shaking his head. Yes, you, you got the old man got it right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it, it is uh, now formally known as Twitter. And, and, um, no, listen, I believe in freedom of press, freedom of expression, but this is some wild stuff that's been going on there. Now, for instance, uh, there's a, a well known writer. Very conservative. He's supposed to be an intellectual by the name of Richard Hananiah. And Richard Hananiah has uh, promoted some wild ideas like eugenics. If you don't remember what eugenics is, I'll tell you. Eugenics uh, was a method of really attempting to wipe out black people. Um, It the word literally, it comes from a Greek word, it means good birth. There was a notion back in the 1920s that we have to do something about an inferior stock of people. They got to stop having babies. And so um, in some cases, the government, along with private clinics, adopted a policy of sterilization without the women even knowing about it. There were countless of black women who were sterilized. But went in for a simple procedure at the hospital, and unbeknownst to them, it was sterilized. Uh, it is that they couldn't uh, have children anymore. And this was done intentionally under the guise of eugenics, so that they would not produce an inferior stock of people. One of the big advocates of eugenics was Margaret Singer. Uh, uh, and we all know that uh, she was the founder of Planned Parenthood. You know, one the, that Democrats, liberals are so big on. Well, uh, Margaret Singer was a racist. And she was a promoter of all kinds of ideas. And she felt that blacks were inferior and, the, and that uh, the women should be sterile. Richard Hananiah supports this idea of of sterilization. Now, he didn't use his name. He used a pseudonym when he was promoting these ideas. But he's been given free reign uh, on this uh, formerly known platform as Twitter X. And listen to some of the recent ideas uh, that he has promoted. He writes, I don't have much hope that we'll solve crime in any meaningful way. Um, It would require a revolution in our culture or form of government. We need more policing, incarceration, and surveillance of Black people. Blacks won't appreciate it. Whites don't have the stomach for it. Now, you no, know, he's uh, saying, look, you know, you, you got to throw these people in jail. Now, he uh, talks about this recent uh, killing in a New York subway where a white man killed a uh, very disturbed black man, uh, and then he goes on to say, these people are animals whether they're harassing people in subways or walking around in suits. Okay, so for him, it didn't make any difference, you know, no matter what your demeanor is, it's the color of your skin. Now, what's also so interesting about this guy, Hannah and I, is that in spite of his overt racist uh, writings, he is receiving support from well-known billionaires uh, to support his work. Uh, For instance, Elon Musk. But there are many others who are supporting him. Uh, And many in the Republican Party because he has the nerve to say what they don't have. Uh, Let me give you another one. Uh, This guy, Adam Scott, uh, who... uh, well-known for uh, some cartoon that he, well-known for this. Uh, well, he wrote on on X uh, that, let's face it, white people have to come to the realization that black people cannot be helped. <laughs> I mean, these is but black people cannot be helped. Stop trying to be friends with them. Okay, it's, it's just, now I bring up, you may say that these people are French people, but they're not. I mean, if, if they're French, then the whole Republican Party is French part. Uh, because um, let's look at the latest mantra, the latest uh, uh, accusation that uh, number 45 is making. He's saying that these indictments against him are reverse racism. Well, because you had people like Alvin Braggs, who's black, uh, who indicted him. Uh, And Willis, a black woman who's uh, indicted him. So he says, this is reverse racism. These are blacks coming after me because I'm white. And the point is that millions and millions are accepting this. That recent killing on the subway uh, where you had this homeless uh, man who was strangled to death. Um, by uh, this uh, Marine. Um, Well, you won't be surprised to know that uh, countless, I don't know what the number is, uh, but lots and lots of money has been poured in his defense. People just pouring in the money. They're saying that this guy is that kind of guy. He had the guts to stand up and to protect them against a black man that they were terrified. And therefore, they're going to financially support him. I mean, look, this guy got more money. I, mean, I, I, I believe lawyers will probably be standing online when they see the kind of treasure chest that uh, he has because uh, this is the, the, ultimate, the sentiment. In this country, for instance, now they're banning books. They're getting rid of Black history. Uh, they're exonerating uh, police who, with absolute impunity, who kill unarmed Black men. You may say, "Hey, well, how about George Floyd? Do you know how much it took to get that one guy convicted?" I mean, how much it took. So, so this is uh, you know, the, the proof we do not live in a post-racial society. Uh, but. And, and I hate to sound pessimistic, but I believe that none of this is going to be solved until Messiah himself comes. Uh, that doesn't mean we shouldn't struggle and that we shouldn't uh, try to stand up against injustice. What I am saying, however, only Jesus himself, Has the power to reverse this curse, and he will do so. But note what heaven looks like in comparison to the earth. In the world, there is nothing but racial division. And in heaven, we are told that people of all nations and tongues are standing together before the throne worshiping God. There is no racial division. At all, the late Bob Jones III, a devout racist and um, president of one of the largest Christian universities in the country, Bob Jones University, once said, "Well, we may look alike to God, but we don't look alike to one another." <laughs> okay, uh, and, and this um, this became the the. The model for Bob Jones University would keep blacks away. And blacks went there. They had to sign a statement saying they weren't going to date any white girl. Uh, and that wasn't overturned to guess what, 2008. That's right, 2008. Uh, so we live in a world that's clearly divided. But we know that in heaven, and I'm not talking about pie-in-the-sky theology. I'm just giving you a picture of what the scripture tells us. That in heaven, that division does not exist. It will continue to uh, exist here. It will continue to be division, a strife, war. But in heaven, there is no such thing. And I think uh, we should do what Jesus said: "Thy will be done." on earth as it is in heaven. We should also try to bring that kind of harmony to the earth too. All right, so I just wanted to share those thoughts with you. I hope you got something out of it and see you next time.